now, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Howdy, hey, I'm Randall Kay, coming to you live from magnificent Middle Tennessee with another installment of Bible News Radio. And uh, you know what? I don't have a phone handy, so I'm not able to see who's coming on, shout out to you or anything like that. Let's see. I'm going to turn the music down a little bit, too. Anyway... Running a little bit late today, well, on time coming on air, but um, anyway, Stace just got back from a doctor's appointment and uh, trying to get some lunch down, and uh, so I'm stepping in, so it's not the sweet and lovable host face that you're familiar with, and let's see if I can see what's going on here in the world of broadcasting here. Hopefully it won't get any kind of, let me see, don't want to get any kind of echo going on here. Oh, she's trying to show me her phone from across the table, but <laughs> I know that I'm broadcasting, that's good. Alright, can I see who's here? I can see that VIP Lions is here, and Rachel and Jesus is here, and Liz, the womanly woman, is here. And so, welcome all y'all and out in YouTube land. I know, and then, um, and Facebook really doesn't show what's going on in, the, in their producer views, the live streaming views. But anyway, hope y'all are doing okay. I'm doing okay. We're doing okay. Life is happening. But, uh, we're much thankful for what's going on because God is faithful still. And we are convinced that neither life nor death nor things present nor things past nor things to come or any other created thing is able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. Amen? So I don't know how your day is going but I trust that um, all is well. So today, plan on looking at uh, this article that's over on ChristianHeadlines.com, and that is some American colleges are teaching students to queer the Bible, and we'll take a look at that and uh, understand what that means and what it is teaching. It's it's kind of I wouldn't say nothing new under the sun. It's nothing new under the sun in the past decade. Uh, but the the prevalence of this type of teaching in American colleges is is increasing, and it shouldn't be surprising, but it certainly is disappointing. Um, just want to remind all you all. Uh, not sure what's going on across the table. I can only see so much with uh, monitors in my way, but. <laughs> Your sweet and lovable host just waved to me. So, Anyway, just a reminder to all you all that this program is brought to you. There she is. Am I on? Well, they can see you, yeah. Okay. Can't Hi. really hear you much. but How are you people? Barely picking you up, it seems like. But Anyway, this program brought to you in part by... Ariel Ministries. You can find them on a line at ariel.org. And uh, you see there you can save 20% with the coupon code Bible News. Uh, Ariel is a ministry, but they, as part of their funding, they do sell uh, books and DVDs and recordings, stuff like that. And uh, you can save uh, 20% anything in their store when you save. Uh, when you use a coupon code Bible News, if you don't know what to buy there, we've got some recommended resources on our site, BibleNewsRadio.com, 
head over to the resources uh, page there and you'll see a number of things that are available uh, most of them from REL, some of them uh, for purchase right from us uh, such as this top book the American Amnesia book by Dr. Jerry Newcomb but then um, other things from Ariel Ministries, be sure to check that out. Oh, one thing I definitely wanted to bring to your attention um, from Ariel, a free resource, and also you can pay for hard copy. If you go to ariel.org, and let me bring the site up for you here, ariel.org, I don't know if you can read that, but at the top, uh, like the fourth item over for the left is magazine, kind of magazine, and you'll see they have this quarterly magazine that is really cool. Um, right there on the magazine page, if you click on it, you'll get an electronic version of the magazine, uh, PDF that you can uh, download. And... Uh, Fall Feast of Israel book coming up, um, and as as we get close to Purim, the Feast of Purim here, there's an article on page 7, I'm hoping that we'll be able to get Muddle, Muddle Balliston back, Rabbi Muddle Balliston, uh, to talk about that. He's talked, and I think we had him on last year to talk about Purim, and, and uh, really cool, interesting stuff. Um, anyway, you can... The magazine is packed with good stuff. Like, say, you can get an electronic copy just online when you click the image, uh, download. The cover story is about uh, the triune nature of God when God speaks to of himself as us. And great article. Check it out. Um, cut to me. Uh, the magazine is also available for a hard copy if you want for a copy t coffee table uh, for five dollars uh, unfortunately they don't make it particularly clear on how to buy the magazine in hard copy um, if you go to well I'll show you what I'm doing here so it doesn't seem as sporadic so I recall, if we go to the store and books, and then, or actually, if just on the search tab at the top, search for magazine, yeah, then, then you see there's magazine for the various years, and... Sending to spring 2019, nine, yeah, then, oh, 95 cents, excuse me, 595. And then you take off 20%, that would be a dollar 80 something. So, brings it down to just over four dollars if you want to buy a uh, hard copy and use the coupon code Bible News. So, yeah, not the way I would have organized the site, but hey, they're. Everything that this that Ariel Ministries publishes is just is just stellar and biblical, and so can't recommend them anymore. Check it out, Ariel.org. Remember the coupon code, Bible News. All right, and I'm still without any kind of I can't see comments or anything like that. So uh, Don't worry, I'll get yeah, Stacy will get to it then. In a minute here, I'll, I'll have her on screen, and so you don't have to suffer with me solo for very long. But I'm going to go ahead and jump into this article that we find on um, on uh, Christian Headlines. I'm going to make it a little larger here, so reading along together is easier. ChristianHeadlines.com is this article. Some American colleges are teaching students to queer the Bible. An increasing number of colleges, and that's true. Like I say, nothing new under the sun in the last decade, but an increasing number becoming more prevalent. Increasing number of colleges and students and, and universities in the United States are training college students to read the Bible from an LGBT perspective. The details of these courses became public through Young America. Foundation's annual report of the state of college 
Education America. Uh, Spencer Brown, the spokesman for YAF, Young America Foundation, wrote in his introduction to Comedy and Tragedy Report uh, that many of the courses and descriptions listed in the years this year's report may seem comical at first glance, but the situation that continues to unfold on America's campuses is hardly a laughing matter. Uh, just scrolling down, uh, as, you, as they mentioned, it's by no means exhaustive of every biased or leftist course offered by schools, but um, uh, Swarthmore College, and I think we talked about this when it first was announced, uh, when they first added it to uh, their, um, oh, come on, what's the word I'm looking for? The catalog, the course catalog. Uh, Swarthmore College offers a course called The Queering God, Feminist and Queer Theology. Uh, the course's description reads, The God of the Bible and later Jewish and Christian literature is distinctively masculine, definitely male. Or is he? If we can point out places in traditional writings where God is nurturing, forgiving, and loving, does that mean that God is feminine or female? Well, no. But this course... Is there feminine traits? Yes, uh, because we read in Genesis that God created uh, mankind, male and female created them. He created them in his image. And as you recall, in the account of creation, the rib was taken out of man and fashioned to a woman. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not trying to say that the first human being, you know, Adam was bisexual or any crazy thing like that. Um, referred to as he... Um, uh, but there are some feminine traits and, and then the beginning, in the beginning with the first human beings, the, the, the feminine was removed from the human being fashioned into a woman so that they could be complementary to one another. And I think, uh, as we read in Ephesians chapter five, male and female represents, well, husband and wife specifically represents Christ and the church. So there's a reason for um, separating them into two distinct entities, but uniting them together, uh, the two becoming one flesh. Uh, what God has joined together, let not man set asunder. So there's a beautiful picture in the two. Anyway, it doesn't mean that God is feminine or female, but since man and woman, male and female, were created in his image, Yes, there are certain uh, attributes of God. We read uh, how Yeshua, you know, talks about as he laments for Jerusalem and says, uh, Jerusalem, how often I would have gathered together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wing. So yes, is, is the full expression of God masculine and feminine? Yes. Uh, is masculine dominant? Yes, we see that in nature, and we see that in the supernatural and the nature of God. Anyway, going on in this article, this course examines feminists and queer, which God is definitely not. Writings about God, we're not going to find those in Scripture, just so you know, we're not going to find about the queerness of God in Scripture. Explores the tensions between feminists and queer theology. Well... <laughs> They're they're at odds with nature generally. Not surprising they're at odds with each other. Anyway, and seeks to stretch the limits of gendering and sexing the divine. Well, I think it's um, anyway uh, a mistake to sex the divine. We can gender, but uh, I'm pretty sure that God is not into reproductive acts. And despite what the, the LDS church might tell you about Elohim impregnating Mary and, and is in the, this long succession of um, an endless succession of, of human beings become gods to birth spirit children and, and that grow up or can become gods and whatever the eternal progression they call it, which is just defies simple logic because if <laughs> things are eternal in the past in the sense of these eternal progressions this this new god generation formerly human generation was birthed by gods that used to be anyway you can't go back forever and ever i mean the greeks 
the ancient Greeks reasoned that out centuries ago, millennia ago, that there has to be an uncaused cause. Anyway. Whatever. Key themes include gender, embodiment, masculinity, liberation, sexuality, feminist, and queer theology. Uh, and scrolling down, we've got Pomona College also offers classes on reading the Bible through LGBT lenses in, quote, queer the theory and the Bible, unquote. Students, quote, will look at how the Bible can be read productively through queer theory. We will examine biblical passages that are central to prohibitions on homosexuality. Homosexuality, I can speak, really can. And the larger discourses of heteronormativity constructed around gender, uh, sexuality, class, national identity, state formations, kinship, children, etc., in which homophobic readings of the Bible emerge. You yeah. Oh, yeah. Stace can't see what's going on on the screen. How about now? And do you want to join me on screen? Sure. All right. Hi, people. It's me, your sweet, lovable host. Mm. <clears throat> I had almost three hours dealing with the doctor, so. <laughs> I can't hear you very well. Oh, might help if I turn up the, the mic. How is that? That's much better. Is that better? You. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so I don't know if anybody else can hear. Put a one if you can hear me okay. Oops. I'm if if I can hear you in the meter. Yeah. I don't know what the deal is with this. Hey, Gino Pasta. So can I say hi to people? Uh, apparently you can. Okay, so did. Danielle is there. Hi. Gino's here. Bob's Mr. Team Randall is there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Lou, I see Lou. Alright, hold on. Melanie and Liz. Melanie and Liz are there. Jonathan and Rachel and Mia and Wanda and whoever else is watching. There's Sean over also on uh, on uh, Facebook telling me to let Randall keep working. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I know. Hey, I mean, who needs me, right? Who needs me, the star of the show, to, to do the job? <laughs> Sorry, you guys. I, I got... I had to go to the doctor. True story. So I had some x-rays done. Nailed it. I nailed the x-rays. Yeah, I did. I've been having tingling and numbing in my arms and stuff. And You know what they figured out it was? Pinch nerve. Yeah, so now I have to go back for an MRI. Yeah, yay me. In the meanwhile, they want to put me on prednisone crap. To which I said, nope, that ain't happening, people. <laughs> <laughs> call me a weirdo but that's just not happening i am not going on prednisone no way i know a lot of you guys are probably taking it but not me so i asked him for a natural alternative not that you all care but i'm just going to share and i said you know obviously there's some inflammation and a pinched something right and he's like yep and i'm like okay well what, give me a natural alternative because the first thing I always want to do is put you on a muscle relaxer and stuff like that. And I'm like, no, these things can be like highly addictive. And I'm like, no. Mm -mm. So, you know what he told me instead? He said, magnesium, take some magnesium. And he told me how much to take, which is more than this, actually. And, uh, and also turmeric. So, turmeric which I take, but I don't take it all the time because of carpal tunnel people. And you know what else he told me? You're going to love this. He said that I can no longer play three and a half hours of pickleball at a time. Can you believe that? Yeah, do the job. I know, chiropractor. I hate chiropractors, though. No offense if you're a chiropractor. All, the all they want to do is just tweak. Anyway, long story short... He also suggests attraction, but, but I'm like, yeah, let's, t yes, you take magnesium and turmeric. You love magnesium. Yeah. It makes you happier. Actually. Yeah. He said he, he wanted to put me on antidepressant too for my grief. And I'm like, nope, that ain't happening. Don't you hate doctors? All they want to do is drug you people. That's it. Whatever happened to natural alternatives. Anyway, 
There you go. So that's why I was late, because... So, what's a little numbness in your arm and stuff? No big deal. <laughs> anyway, enough about me. I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> yeah, he told me to cut back on pickleball. He said I cannot play three hours anymore. He said I can't even play two hours of pickleball. He said at the most I can only play 90 minutes. <sighs> which is going to, like, essentially cut my pickleball time in half, which really sucks. Yes. It's poison, absolutely, yes, and holy basil tea. Okay, I'll look into that. I'm going to call my friend who's a chiropractor, and I'm going to talk to her and see what she can say. But but anyway, <clears throat> so that's why we're a little bit late. Uh, you know, you guys can pray for me because I'm a little bit stressed out, grieving and stuff. And, you know, of course, he wanted to put me on an antidepressant for that. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't need to be on an antidepressant because I'm grieving. Duh, hello. Yeah, but what's that going to do? It, you know, the funny part is, is this guy, I, and I love the, I love the guy, okay? I love this guy because he's genuinely, you know, he's a homeopath as well as a regular doctor. And he was educated in uh, Canada, so he gets socialized medicine. But anyway, when I told him, no, I don't want to go on all this other stuff, um, he, uh, he actually... He was like, okay, well, like, here's the thing. Take some magnesium, take some turmeric and curcumin and all that. And he said that will help. You're so, so quiet again. Am I? I don't know. How's that? that better? See, so we have some consensus here from the audience that I should take magnesium mm -hmm. and uh, all that. So that's what I'm going to do. Uh, Danielle, this is a pickleball. Did the thing get switched or something? No, I was just looking to see that, um... What? Whether the text on the microphone was facing toward you or away from you. Oh. Anyway, pickleball is kind of like tennis. Badminton and something else all rolled up into one game. It's like mini tennis, really. I mean, it's, it's, except you use the pickleball. That's unusual. Doctors usually don't agree with homeopathy. Well, that's why I go to this guy because, because <clears throat> he is a homeopathic doctor as well as a regular doctor, but, but anyway, so yeah, but is it, Hey, I have a, I have a, you know, and lavender too. Lavender essential oil is good. But the, the thing is you guys, well, let me ask you this seems you're here to help. And then Bareface will talk about news again. But um, isn't it true if you take too much magnesium, it can kind of give you diarrhea and loose stools? <laughs> Just curious. I mean, most of you are over 65 or in the audience. So <laughs> or at least 55. Let's get real, people. <laughs> That's the other thing. He's like, yeah, I want to put you on this prednisone pack. It, it'll make you anxious, maybe. Just maybe. <laughs> I don't need to be anxious. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm like, there's got to be an alternative. Now you went to a chiropractor and you're saying yes to the diarrhea. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Um, I don't know. You don't know when. Okay. Well, what? Aren't you guys doctors too? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Well, <clears throat> you know, he did say that there's some degeneration going on. And I'm like, I'm 50. What do you expect? You know, hello. Anyway. Uh, okay. Anyway. So, Randall, do you have any other, uh, anything? Well, just to kind of sum up this article and looking at the report itself, the... <laughs> I feel so close to my audience. <laughs> <laughs> the, the article, well, the report from the, from the, from the YAF, uh, which okay. I'm trying to remember young america's foundations basically they're looking at oh sean's 57 okay well all right okay uh basically they're looking at the what they term leftist um uh, sort of classes in in american colleges hmm. um Anyway, but so granted, you know, putting that out there, this is a list of just those classes that they find to be like, why, <laughs> why does tuition pay for classes like this? But there is a trend, you know, we looked at uh, 
queering of theology or whatever it was, or queer and feminist theology, and looking at Jewish, specifically Jewish and um, and Christian <laughs> theology. Uh, there is here, uh, which uh, university? Northwestern University. There's a class, Medieval Sexuality, in the History Department. Uh, the description is fluidity, fluidity of sex and gender roles in the age before, quote, sexual orientation, unquote, impact of, res impact of and resistance to Christian theology's negative assessment of sexuality. Christianity doesn't have a negative assessment of sexuality. It has a, a proper assessment of sexuality we talked about before. You know, male and female and being compliments and, and the picture of Christ in the church and holy matrimony. Uh, I mean, the Song of Solomon, the Bible has a, a very positive assessment of sexuality. It has a negative assess assessment of sexual perversion and sexual anarchy. Uh, true. Um, anyway, um, yeah. And then, you know, there's the querying the Bible. Um, Saints and Sexuality, a survey of holy figures within Christianity and Islam, with an emphasis on gender and the body. Um, um, let's see. The, anyway, where I'm going with this is that it seems like, you know, whether it be querying the Bible or feminist theology or medieval sexuality, whatever, most of the time they're pitting uh, the sexual anarchy view against uh, the Bible and Christianity. Which tells me something that, that these two worldviews are diametrically opposed. And it's, and it's well known and established and so it's no surprise like at the store we looked at yesterday with the man in the uk being arrested for street preaching for breaching the peace and the and the other one where the guy was claimed to have said something yeah. unfavorable to a lesbian but then video there's no video evidence of that during yeah. his entire thing and but by the way, we're we're going to have somebody come on from Scotland as well and talk about what's going on over there because there's there's some uh, things there. Fraser, my uh, my friend over there, has a friend that heads up a a family organization over there in Scotland. Scotland, yeah, he was seriously arrested. It's on it's on video. We we watched it. But there's there's, you know, there's. You know, there's no, there are no barriers to doing uh, drag queen story time in a public library or, or anything else. Um, and there, you know, there are some other avenues of, of maybe not immediate celebration or embrace of a, of a sexual anarchic point of view or worldview. Uh, but it's pretty clear that the, you know, uh, LGBTQIXYZ, you know, enemy number one, is is a biblical worldview, uh, primarily a Christian worldview, but also a, a an Orthodox Jewish view uh, falls, you know, in, into second place there. And that's where, you know, that's what's targeted. And and from the activists, and it's not, I'm not saying all, anybody who identifies as whatever orientation or gender, the activists, the activists in the sexual anarchy movement, and I'm calling it that, uh, not to be, um, not to be, uh, Whatever. I'm not trying to diss, you know, be, um, I'm, what's the word I'm looking at? Disparaging, I guess. Um, not to, you know, be disparaging. That I'm, I think it um, just sums up that sort of review, sexual anarchy. That, you know, it's, you can be whatever you want and, you know, there are, 
whatever hundreds of genders and it's it, there's you know it's uh, firmly <laughs> it's, it's so, firmly it's such a burden to be so many genders it's firmly you know steeped in relativism to where whatever there's no uh, there are no absolutes whatsoever and so it's 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 anarchy and there are anarchists that you know champion that is a you know political anarchy as as a thing and whatever um i'm not here to judge i'm that's just a description um the section the activists in the sexual anarchy movement are targeting as a primary target um those of a bi the, the biblical worldview and you know that's on purpose because that's the primary opposition and if you can knock down that obstacle the 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 viewpoint the worldview that is in most opposition to your viewpoint then everything else is is you know can be you know persuaded and won over but there is there is no persuasion in this in this arena because these two worldviews are diametrically opposed hmm. just and saying on a completely that, that's my on a completely different note i'd like to give a shout out to patricia jones who's having a birthday today patricia pat aka pat pat happens to be one of my pillars of the community she has been actually a faithful pillar of our community donating to us every month for i think a couple of years now um and uh just a great lady i've had the opportunity to talk to her she silently supports our show and um helps underwrite it so pat happy birthday and thank you for all that you do for our show i really appreciate it and i hope you're having a good day i hope you got my message <laughs> i hope you actually see this <laughs> i hope you do uh anyway so um you sent an email finally okay i'll look for it i just got home i was at the doctor for three hours that's yeah anyway um <clears throat> also uh just seems we're talking about pillars of the community if you guys want to become a pillar of the community then you can do that by donating to us over at biblenewsradio.com a number of our of my pillars are actually in the audience you guys know who you are I really do appreciate you guys doing that pretty much you know, you know, it's really humbling and amazing at the same time that you guys love us so much that you give us your money. Thank you. <laughs> Anytime you want to give us more, feel free. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, yeah, because now I got to pay for that x-ray. Darn it. Yeah, I, I said to the guy, I said, how much is this going to cost me? Because this is, <laughs> yeah, anyway. Anyway, also, uh, you already mentioned Ariel Ministries. I'm gonna give yeah, one. I'm gonna give one more plug for Legal Shield, you guys. Hey, Legal Shield is my life outside of Bible News Radio. <laughs> it kind of is, actually. It's kind of like a full-time second job. Um, but here's the thing: Cabo San Lucas. It's in my sights, people. Yeah, it is. But but right now we're like this close to getting the trip to 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 being on the trip. Um. And today's the last day, so if you want to, you know, help us potentially win that trip, <laughs> today's the day to sign up, seriously, in all seriousness. If you have been putting off buying ID Shield for yourself or Legal Shield, then today's the day to sign up. You can go to bit.ly forward slash LOJ2019 right there. And don't feel any pressure or anything, you know, um, you know, if, uh, if you're not able to sign up today and you still want to, you can sign up any day. I don't really care what day it is. Um, but in the event that you want to sign up today, it might just maybe tweak me a little bit closer to that Cabo San Lucas trip. <laughs> Cause here's the thing. We're actually in the running for it. That's the part that still amazes me. We're actually in the running. Um, so I was, uh, I was just, you know, that made me happy right there, just thinking about that. Uh, so Melanie said, I spent a good deal of my morning getting work done on my car for inspection. All right. Well, good for you. Yeah, I have a timing. Was it belt, Randall? Yeah. Timing belt that needs to be replaced on mine, and that's like a $1,000 repair. 
It's working right now, but it's way past it's, its yeah, it's, its recommended uh, replacement uh, schedule. Yeah, they basically said it could break any moment, mm. which is probably true because my timing belt is 13 years old. And it's got almost what 160 months on it, and they recommend a change at 102 or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> We've been riding on a wing and a prayer, people. <laughs> yeah, you don't want it to uh, break and no. shred inside the. Yeah, um, no. Uh, you would yeah. like to get a restraining order against your psycho girlfriend? Well, you could. It's not that hard. Well, I don't know. Depends on what she's doing. You might have to call somebody locally to get that like your police department they would be the ones to talk to about that and or if you have a psychologist friend that can talk to you about it in all seriousness that would probably help the problem with restraining orders though at least in my limited experience as a therapist with them is if you have somebody who doesn't give a crap in the first place You know, I'm just saying, if they're a sociopath on any level, they they don't care about a restraining order. That's why they don't help a whole lot. I mean, they they only work with people who care a little bit about the law and have just a little teeny-weeny bit of a conscience, just so you know. Um, Sorry it'd be such a bummer, but that's the truth. Okay, um, did you guys hear about the cussing pastor? Did you hear about that dude? Bareface, did you see the article I posted about that? Uh... No, I did not. I saw that. Um, did I send it to you? I think I you did. mentioned it to me this morning. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, hey, Fraser. I mentioned it earlier. Um, yeah. So let's let's look at this because this is this is not good, people. I I really. Yeah. Well, we're gonna read this to you. It's on the Christian Compost website. I mean, the Christian Post website. <laughs> sorry, that came out. <laughs> Um, I'm not really sorry. I, it's, that's one of those sorry, not sorry comments. Like, not really sorry. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Yeah, if I'm, if I'm a little punchy, just blame it on the magnesium I just took. All right, so, let's see here. I gotta find it. Um, everybody is... Um, talking about this guy and this, you know, I, I talked about this this morning on my get slug devotion, uh, where I was talking about, about, um, growing and growth, you know, uh, all right, give me a second here. I'm, I'm waiting for my page to load on my archaic Facebook page over here. I've, I've got the story up here. Do you? Ah, I do. All right. So, yeah, but I can't read that because that's too little. Yeah. Let's see here. Um, hold on a minute. <laughs> well, I mean, you could start reading it if you want. <laughs> as, I find, as I try to find it, I know it's on here. I could go to the Christian Post website myself, but mm, I try to avoid there because they're, it's like they're so... Well, then, then you put it in reader view. That's what I do mm. to... To stop all the, the yeah. pop-ups and stuff. So I'm basically reading the RSS feed. That's one thing nice about um, Firefox is that you can, it'll visualize the RSS. Okay, and then after that, I want to talk about the Methodist Church voting to ban gay clergy and same-sex marriage, which uh-huh. is evoking a debate. It's evoking it. It's evoking the debate. I want you today to go use the word evoking. Just do it. Just see how it feels to say it. Evoke. Well, that evokes. It's evoking a debate. Well, that evokes uh, several feelings. <laughs> but okay, here it is. I found like it. like this article. Okay. Are you gonna take it? I will. So this... take it away. Yeah. 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 If I do this, I might be able to feel Point stuff. To okay. My... All right. right, so this is titled, Cussing Pastor Defends <laughs> Twerking Contest Held at Church Tells Critics to You Know What You. Just saying. <laughs> All right, now, so see the guy? He looks like the epitome of peacefulness and grace, doesn't he? <laughs> Sorry. I, I, said, I said that out loud, didn't I? I didn't mean to say that out loud. Okay, wait. Okay, so it says here, um, Thaddeus Matthews, a controversial Memphis pastor. So he's here in the beloved Middle Tennessee. He's in Tennessee. West Tennessee. West Tennessee, the, the evil part of Tennessee. <laughs> 
better known as the cussing pastor for his profanity-laced messages, which have attracted millions of viewers online, is defending his decision to host a sexually provocative twerking contest at his church, telling his critics to F you, just so you know. <clears throat> the message is, this is what he said. Listen to this. And if you're a kid, don't listen to this. Go away. Get out of here. Since here, the message is for all you hypo-Christians who live hypocritical and effed up lives when you have the nerve to judge someone else. I look at many of you have who have criticized the young ladies who are dancing in my gymnasium in my church. I look on your pages. You got your A, your other word out you got you got all type of trash in your life but you want to be the one to judge f you said matthews who leads the naked truth liberation <laughs> and empowerment ministries yeah this is totally serious gino in a video message posted on instagram you mother effers who uh are out here judging there's nothing in the bible about dancing but it is judging again f you now <laughs> I'd like to hit this guy, just so you know. I really would. The The mom in me wants to go, get over here. And here's some lotion. I've squirted it in your mouth. And some magnesium and, you know, anything else that would taste horrible. <laughs> Matthews, who launched his ministry about three years ago, building on a longtime career as a controversial broadcaster in Memphis doesn't consider his unorthodox ministry offensive to God and told the Christian Post in a recent interview that he doesn't consider his use of expletives and his messages swearing. Yeah. So, uh, and then he says, there's a difference in cussing and cursing, as people say. The words that we use today, like mother effer, <laughs> which I shouldn't even say myself. I don't like saying that. The S word damn were not words that were used in biblical times well how does he know how does he know that they weren't used in biblical times he wasn't around in biblical times they maybe they said it in biblical times well english wasn't really even a language in biblical times so. okay well then he was right on that point mm. so i don't have an issue with the cussing and the people that listen to me don't have an issue with the cussing and i'm not trying to justify it to the traditional churchgoer the preacher explained. Yeah, he did. His latest controversy involving the twerking women stems from a new initiative he started in his church called Soulful Sunday, an event he describes as clean cut adult fun or as clean adult fun, which is held in the gymnasium of his church every Sunday from 3 to 6 p.m. I bet your church to stick up to have fun. That doesn't even make sense. Soulful Sunday in the gym of Naked Truth, Liberation and Empowerment Ministries. <laughs> Every Sunday from 3 to 6, Matthews wrote in a post on Instagram late last month in which he shared a video of buxom women twerking to popular hip-hop music. Buxom women, huh? I would fit that category as a buxom woman. Well endowed by my creator, just so you know. Anyway, one Christian critic identified only as the king, 6877, urged Matthews to repent. Well, that's good. Whoa, be unto the pastors who scatter the sheep of my flock. I don't think you understand how many people just got turned off and walked away from wanting any interest in the Lord Jesus Christ. This is not of God. You need to repent so you can make it into heaven. The blood is on your hands, sir, and you will have to answer to all of this. Repent and come out of that, you backslidden state, he wrote. Good for him. In a subsequent post, however, Matthews argued that the women dancing in the video were visiting his church after a long absence from any church at all. Well, sure. I mean, why, you know, I mean, you know, where else can you go twerk on a Sunday afternoon? <laughs> if this local gym is doing twerking contests and you hear like the church, like I'm all up in that, you know, it's just like whatever, you know, murder mystery, dinner theater, whatever, you know, the church is going to host if, you know, to compete with the world and offer these worldly things, then... It's like, you know, if, if, if it's like free, okay. and it, if it's free and, you know, it's at a church, it's almost like a, you know, it's a temptation to go, hey, well. Uh, oh, it gets better. Just, yeah. The article continues, people. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. You can't clean a fish until you catch it. And you can't catch a fish until you go where it's at. I'm not trying to attract the traditional churchgoer. 
but those in the streets that need to hear a word from God to make a difference in their lives. At Naked Truth, I don't care about your son of choice. It was I... supposed to be sin of choice. Oh, it says son of I choice. I know it does, but... <laughs> Christian compost strikes again with bad editing. Anyway, no. your sin of choice, I just want you to know that no matter who you are, God loves you and I welcome you. Matthews wrote in a recent Instagram post where he explained his after-church events. I know that my posts about my soulful Sundays, which are held here in my gymnasium here at the church, is upsetting some of you traditional church folk. Oh, Lord, he's going to hell. Why are they doing that in the church? Matthews continued mimicking his critics. It should be mocking. It sounds more like he's mocking, not mimicking. I mean, well, mockery is a form of mimic. Okay. Why is it with your fake phony A's that you're sitting on? That you believe that because you love God that you cannot enjoy life. That's the BS from the pulpit that you've been taught for years. <laughs> There's nothing wrong in you enjoying yourself and enjoying life. And we have good, clean, adult fun each and every Sunday evening. Not in my sanctuary, but in my gym here in Memphis at the Naked Truth Liberation and Empowerment Ministries. So if you're mad, get over it because this is something. It's a new day and a new thing. And we're trying to save those who are lost, he said. Okay. All right, then. Alrighty, alrighty then, people. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, kind of following the lines of Mark Driscoll and some of the other emergent church teachers who have potty mouths and stuff. I don't know. You know what I was thinking when I actually read this? There's a couple of things that came to my mind. What would Billy Graham think? That, that was one thing that came to mind. Because remember in the olden days, like when people like Billy Graham were representative of the gospel? You remember like when Billy Graham had the Bible, he actually read it and opened it up, you know, and shared with it. Like there's a verse in here in Ephesians chapter 4, I think it is. It says, let no unwholesome word come out of your mouth, but only such a word that's good for edification according to the need of the moment so that it might give grace to those who hear. I mean, that's that's just one one verse, right, that, that talks about wholesome language or unwholesome language. You know, that, that guy probably didn't read that in here yet. Um, but, you know, it's kind of like, and, and then think about this. Okay, so then think about the double messages this guy's sending. On the one hand, he's cussing like a sailor, right, trying to win the lost because you can't clean a fish unless you catch it. That's probably true, I guess. But uh, but here's the thing. What about the kids? What about children, right? Parents are trying to educate their little babies, you know, their girls and boys. Don't swear. Don't use bad language. Don't, don't say that. Let's go to church. And then you hear the pastor say a bad word. Oh, wait, that's not a bad word. What the heck are you teaching that kid, man? You're basically teaching him that bad language is not a bad thing <laughs> and, and it's it's like and and trust me as you guys know because most of you are parents i'm sure of it or or at least half of you are kids will remember stuff that you say and they'll throw it right back at you i mean i teach awana i'm not even a mother like officially i'm not really a, you know I'm, i don't have children of my own but i can tell you i've been around enough children for a number of years to know that if i say something even slightly colorful, I'll hear about it <laughs> from a child, like even two or three years later. Hey, Miss Stacy, do you remember when you said that word, blah, blah? <laughs> I'm like, uh, <clears throat> yeah, you know, and then I could be like a real parent and say, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> Don't you love adult sayings like that? Hey, do as I say, kid, not as I do. My mom used to tell me that all the time. I'm like, really? Do as you say, but not as you do. <laughs> uh, okay, well, well, that's not that hard. Because <laughs> my mom was not, not a godly woman. <laughs> anyway. All right. Okay, so that's that one story. Patricia just commented. Yes. All right. Keep up with what you do. You are awesome. Yes. Thank you, Patricia. Well, it's to me, this is just another. Oops. Ah, I just knocked down something. It's just a, it's a, just another form of the seeker-sensitive movement. That you know, the, the the church, 
the, the congregation, you know, has to be attracted to, you know, worldly people, has to offer worldly things to attract, you know, the, the, as I understand the message of scripture, it's go into all the world and preach the gospel, to go out to them, to bring the message of the gospel uh, to the people in the world, not to try to bring the people of the world and the church, the church is for believers. It's, it's, you know, it's a place for fellowship and encouraging one another to love and good works. Uh, evangelism is something that happens outside the walls of the congregation. And it, apparently it's, you know, nothing new under the sun. We had, when I was trying to find it, uh, a couple of weeks ago we were going to do an article that talked about, it was on World Net Daily, but I couldn't find it. Anyway, about uh, a sermon from Billy Sunday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and back then, you know, like in the early 20th century, uh, he was talking about how the church should become a third-rate entertainment establishment. And, uh -huh. um, and I'm, I'm not finding that, but... Uh, uh, that's okay, I'm going to go ahead. I mean, that was back then, and it, it's sad that... Oh, we, we are in such a wicked and perverse generation. If they... If if they <laughs> if they believe that they were, you know, a wicked and perverse generation two thousand something years ago, we have fallen way below that. Okay, I mean it's just it's tragic. Okay, want to read the Methodist one too? We got a couple minutes left. Oh, that's all. Just a couple minutes. About eight minutes. And where do I find that? I can give it to you. It's the cbsnews.com is where it's at though. Do you want me to just message it to you? Sure. Sean says def he definitely needs some magnesium. <laughs> Seeker insensitive. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys are funny. Okay, all right. Hold on a second. I'm going to message this to Bareface so that he has it. Because I didn't prep the show like I usually do, you guys. I was gone three hours at the stupid doctor. I'm at the lovely doctor's, at the, at the man that helped me, doctor's office. <laughs> Uh, yeah. All right. So I posted this yesterday also on our Facebook page. This is titled Methodist Church Votes to Ban Clergy and Same-Sex Marriage, Evoking Debate Among Members. Now, I know we already mocked the word evoking, um, but I read an article before I even read this one. I will tell you, despite this, I read another article that some woman wrote on some Reformation blog that the, that the Methodist Church actually supports abortion. That's what I read. You guys can do a fact check and figure that out. But, it, um, but despite that, listen to this. So it says here, the United Methodist Church Worldwide Conference made a decision Tuesday that pleased traditionalists but raised doubts about the church's modern motto, open hearts, open minds, open doors. On Tuesday, after three days of debate, church officials and lay members voted to place a ban on gay and lesbian clerics and the officiating of same-sex marriages. Traditionalists, that would be me, just so you know, said loosening the faith's ban on same-sex marriage and ordination of gay and lesbian clergy defied the word of God. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just saying it would. Reverend Keith Boyette, the Wesleyan Covenant Association first president, said LGBT members are welcome into the church, but only up to a point. I believe that those who engage in the practice of homosexuality are not living a life that pleases God, Boyette said. Amid an emotional debate among the United States' third largest faith community, new standards were adopted to stiffen punishment for heretics. Clergy who officiate at same-sex weddings could be suspended without pay, for a year and defrocked if they do it again. The church leaders and members who support LGBT involvement wanted local congregations free to write their own rules on homosexuals. Reverend Thomas Berlin, who is the lead pastor of Florence United Methodist Church in Herndon, Virginia, said tradition for tradition's sake is self-destructive. I agree. I agree Yeshua too. Yeshua would agree as well. You will be putting a virus into the American church that will make it very sick, and it will be it will be sick quickly, Berlin said. Many of us have members who will leave, and they have already notified us to tell us so. But delegates were mindful of where the church is growing. 30% of members are from Africa, where many nations outlaw homosexuality itself. 
Matthew Pearson, an openly gay Methodist minister from California who rejects the traditional plan, said it's possible a new church is being born. We are prepared to live into our full calling as a church. What that looks like at this point, I don't know. I don't know. I have no clue what it looks like. You know what? As Avion Cohen said, open up that book. Yeah. That's how you know. By the way, we found out yesterday. Do you want to hear something really sad? We found out yesterday that Avia Cohen died. <laughs> he was 42. I'm telling you, don't, none of you are allowed to die, okay? You cannot die. And if you know somebody that I know that died, don't tell me. <laughs> I just, yeah. Anyway, um, that's crazy. That's crazy. So meanwhile, so I posted on this article, I actually posted that, I, I posted one word, good. I think that's what it was. And I had a homosexual activist respond to me with a rainbow flag graphic. Yeah, he did. To which I responded with a laughing emoji. Because <laughs> it's so typical, but anyway. <sighs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, um, what what else is there to say? I mean, what, would you like to talk about the weather? We could do that. No, I mean climate change. We could talk about climate change. Oh my gosh! I swear. So, Sean says they will probably join the UCC or ELCA church. It's very possible, actually. Very, very, it's very possible. Um, you know, what's really, what's really sad is Beth says that I can't, she can't wait for Jesus to return. Um, and Gino says, absolutely, these people have lost all sense of reality. The good of this world has them, the, the good, I think you mean God, the God of this world has them deceived. Or maybe it is the good of this world, but, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just, it used to be that like people like Billy Graham were, were upheld as, as people that people looked up to in the church, you know, and even though, you know, he had some rules and stuff and blah, blah, you know what, this is a man who was honored by like the world when he died. I mean, you know, but the thing is, is I guess I come back to, and maybe it's just me, but I come back to if Jesus himself were literally sitting with me, like right now, like if he was across the table from me, if Christ was sitting next to me, would I do that? Would I actually say that? Would I act in such a way that, you know, if I loved him, would I do that? You know? I mean, really, would I? I, I just don't know <laughs> that I would. I would feel like I'd be looking at him and I'd be like, I know you have a sense of humor, Lord. That's clear. You made the platypus. However... <laughs> I'm not real sure you're real pleased with the F word <laughs> and what it's implying. You know, I mean, I, I just, I just don't think that I could do that. But you know what really bothers me about this pastor and, and some of the stuff happening in the church? What really bothers me is where is the quickening of the Holy Spirit with these people? See, I have a hard time believing, and yeah, I am being judgmental because I'm just saying I'm trying to discern the spirits here. I, I have a hard time believing that anybody who really has the Holy Spirit residing within them wouldn't feel a tinge of conviction for using that type of language or um, advocating that type of behavior, right? I mean, I don't know. Is it just me? But that's that's kind of what I think, you know? So, 
you know, I mean, you know, you can, you can think what you want, but I, I just feel like, you know, people, you know, here's what I get sick of. I get sick and tired of hearing that I'm a, that I'm a hypocrite, that all you Christians are hypocrites. Look at you. Don't you go ahead and do that. And why would I want to follow your Jesus? Because of all you people. And this is how you are. This is exactly how, what, why, you know, why do I need Jesus when you guys act just like the world? You know, I've heard that stuff. And it's like, don't, and I always say, don't judge, don't, don't judge the Lord by his followers, by any stretch. I don't care how perfect you are as a Christian. We are not to be, you know, don't judge God based on what his people do. You know, and that's the other thing that drives me crazy too. I have a couple of cuties here, just so you know. Um, what other religion gets that same type of attack? I mean, think about it. I mean, tell me. Buddha? I mean, do I judge Buddha, the creator of Buddha, whoever that was, like for his followers being mindful? I mean, <laughs> ew, all those mindful people. Bah. It's part of the new age movement, you know? I mean, or, you, you know. Or, or the lack of the, or the, or the, Pope. Or the lack of the precepts of, of that particular religion discounted the leader discounted by the the inability of its adherents to reflect that Dino's giving think, me some praise yeah i please somebody today yeah that's <laughs> it wasn't bob but it was gino bob's a tough one yeah you're spot on i don't see anybody saying well you know this this person isn't mindful or they're not very patient and so, and they're, they're, you know, and they're a Buddhist, so therefore Buddha was, was a, you know, a hypocrite and, a, and, and. So, um, Bobby underscore 46 says, I wonder how Jesus feels about bigots. Well, you know, that's a good question, Bobby. So here's, here's, let's just assume for sake of argument that, that you're being serious, right? And that's a serious question and not an implied slam on us, which is kind of what it sounds like, to be honest. Okay. But let's just say, how would Jesus feel about bigots? Well, according to the liberals, Jesus is a bigot. So, because he's exclusive in his, in his declarations of like who he is, like, for example, God, right? I mean, hello. And, but okay, just leave that aside for a second let's just ask you this who among us is not a bigot i mean if you look at the actual definition of the word bigot we all fall into the category of a bigot just so you know you might want to look it up and i mean that in the nicest way possible go open your dictionary look at the actual definition i'm not going to do it for you open it up go to google look up the word bigot and then read the definition and tell me that that doesn't fit everybody just so you know, it does. So, you know, again, yeah. Anyway, so there you have it, people. <laughs> I, uh, I hope that this show was helpful in some way. <laughs> it's hurtful when other Christians condemn us for wanting to please God above all. That's your assumption. What's my assumption? Bobby underscore 46 What's, what's my assumption that you're saying? I know we're over time barefaced, but I want to hear Bobby's answer to this because it's, I, I'm curious. All right, dude, assuming you're a guy and not a girl using the name Bobby, just, I'm being assumptive here. The bummer between now and then is there's like a lag, people. Yeah, there is. I still am traumatized by not being able to play pickleball for three hours anymore. But this too shall pass. It'll probably make me a... We are to be holy as he is holy, says Danielle. That is actually biblical. Very good. You get a star for quoting the Bible. You did it. 
your assumption about me. Okay, what is my assumption about you? That you you may be a girl using a boy's name. Asking the question. I'm asking you. I asked you the question that you you asked here about Jesus being a bigot. I wonder how Jesus feels about bigots. Okay, so if you're actually wondering what Jesus feels about bigots, then I, that's your prerogative. But okay, you don't know that I think you are a bigot. Oh, well, I'm, that's why I asked. Actually, do you play outside or inside? I play inside. Try the Italian game of but It's relaxing. Okay, I'm not sure. I have to look that up. I don't know what that is. Anyway, there are some scopes I rarely join anymore because I've been condemned for not swearing. Jesus was holy and a loving God. You assume Bobby was the guy. Well, I did, based on how the name is spelled, but I also gave a caveat because you just never know. Okay? Just saying. I mean, I have a name that could be a guy's name, and it's spelled like a guy, just so you know. But with this hair, it's hard to pass for a guy. And because I'm well endowed by my creator, it's also <laughs> kind of hard. Not that I would ever want to anyway, but anyway. All right, I'm going to give Bobby one more second to respond, and then I'm out of here. <clears throat> All right, for those of you who are my, uh, my Legal Shield associates, just want to let you know that um, I believe there is a, a, a um, training tonight. I don't listen to scopes that curse or use NF. I don't know what that means, but whatever. Ugh. Okay. So I don't make assumptions about things you don't know. So don't make assumptions about things you don't know. Okay. I guess you told me, didn't you, Bobby? Okay, well, you know, I will tell you, Bobby, why don't you put a profile picture up on your Twitter account so that somebody can at least see a picture of something instead of the egg, okay? That irritates me personally, just so you know, because it looks kind of trollish, in case you didn't know that. All right. Okay. All right. And hey, John, I see you in there and Gina and everybody else. Okay. All right. So that's it, people. That, uh, that, uh, is our show. Aren't you happy you tuned in? <laughs> I hope you are. You learned a few things about magnesium and other stuff probably that will never change your life, but, but now you know it. So you've been corrupted just so you know. All right. So as I, as I end every other show, uh, be bold, people. <laughs> Stand up and go with God because he loves you. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. <sighs>